0: Welcome, gamers, to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming, warm episode number 93. My name is Craig Parallels, and joining me, as always, in a
1: crispy white long sleeve shirt is Mange Montemay. I'll go ahead and say that I picked out a nice, perfect dog shit beer this week for us. I think you're not giving yourself as much credit as, you, uh, that as you are. So, the drink
0: of the week, guys, is the Uno Más. It's a uh, 5.8% alcohol. It's a lager, American Amber uh, slash red is how they categorize it. And it is out of Left Coast Brewing Company. Um, you said you think we've had it before. It looks familiar. I think so. But that first sip, for some odd reason, tastes like like coffee or something. And then the more you drink it, because I'm about almost halfway
1: done with this one, it gets it lightens up a little bit. Yeah, I guess that wasn't so bad. But still, it's definitely not something I would order. So I don't know. Maybe it's different on draft or better on draft. I do want to give a shout out to uh, this beer's from San Clemente, California.
0: Why? What is other shout out? You're born or something? No, we're just. It's close (laughs) to us.
1: I mean, it's not like fucking Dogfish, New York, or something.
0: (laughs) And it comes in a nice fluid (laughs) ounces of twelve. So if you guys are drinking at home, uh, drink along with us, and always feel free to uh, recommend a beer that, and we can find it, we'll drink it. But uh, it's not a terrible choice. I know we've had a lot worse. So I've had better. (laughs) I've definitely had better. Hey, I've had better. So, before we move into any of the stories, guys, uh, make sure you take a second to hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and leave a comment if you can. Uh, Follow us on all the social medias if you want to. We are, you know, hey, we out there. And if you guys are listening to the audio version only of the podcast, then uh, make sure you leave a kind review as it helps us discover a broader audience. But. With that being said, before we move into the story, we
1: like to do, what are you up to? Before we move like into that, up. what do we got going on? For the video people, and don't follow us on Instagram, I definitely just want to give a big shout out and a thank you to, we recently just hit 3K. Over 3K now, actually. So we were super excited. We went out the other night to celebrate. And a big thank you to anyone who just gives us a minute of your time. Yeah, we hit it, and
0: it's nice. And uh, the next stop is uh, 4.2, 4.5, and then 5. And then we, you know, then we can
1: quit and say we made it. I'd like to make it to, like, 99999 and then not get that last and one and just, just stop. <laughs> yeah, pull the plug on the channel. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, awesome. Uh, it was a
0: cool, really cool milestone, and hopefully we keep moving on from there. But uh, what are you up to, Andrew? What have you been playing? What have you been watching? You got any cool trips coming up that you want to talk about?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, thank you for reminding me because I texted <laughs> you that and I forgot to write it down. We actually got our tickets to TorpedoCon for July 24th, right? I think so.
0: Yeah, yeah, Friday, or Saturday is the one we're going to. Yeah,
1: we're going to go to the Saturday one, so that's out in Hollywood. So if anyone happens to be there, if any of you guys are doing anything or anything like that, let us know, and if we can meet up or something like that, that'd be pretty cool. But other than that, I really haven't been doing too much else. I actually finally went through and watched Castlevania Season 4 and finished that, and I absolutely loved it, and I thought it was really kind of... I read another review, I don't know whose it was, it said they're kind of hitting their, like, they hit their Game of Thrones stride with this season, but they ended it better than what Game of Thrones did. And I thought that was like a, a perfect description because they had so much going on, but they were able to wrap it all up. I didn't feel like anything was rushed at all. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. felt like this was perfect and I can't wait for more. And then uh, I think this weekend, so today is Friday, I think tomorrow sometime I'll post something once I get it figured out. I'm going to be doing a Dark Souls where I'd like to anyways, because I love Dark Souls. Seeing something we're going to talk about a little later on today got me hyped for it. And so I kind of want to try to run through the game again. I think I could do it all in one session. So definitely catch us out on that Twitch. And it's what? Last Call Productions 928? Is that the one we have now? Uh, it's Last Call Gaming 928. It's Call Gaming
0: 928. So, hey, got to jump on it. Got to check it out. You do, You said you're doing one or you're doing three? I'm going to do Dark Souls Remastered. So the first one. Oh, Nice um Even so though you and me start to run through it but still <laughs> yeah we do uh so what i've been up to is um i've been watching jupiter's legacy which is kind of a bummer because it just got cancelled i'm sorry i read that and too. i guess they're doing like a, a spin-off or in the same universe that's going to focus on the bad guys moving forward so that's a really strange thing to do like do a whole season of this and cancel it just to move forward with that and then i started watching um did you start watching that modok on hulu
1: no, dude, I've seen it's, really it's, like obnoxious trailers
0: that I just didn't want to watch. I like. sort of I'm not a big fan of Pat Oswalt, but when it comes to like his voice work, he's got a very funny voice. And the animation like he's kind of like like cartoon drawn, but like the, the animation's kind of like robot chicken. They almost kind of look like toys to me, and they're moving around and dude, it's got some some pretty funny shit in it. And as far as playing goes, I actually got out of a gaming rut and actually knocked out uh Resident Evil 8 Village. Just beat that. Just beat Pokemon. Check out our spoiler reveal. Yeah, yeah, we have that popping up too. And I just beat Pokemon Snap on the Switch, and then I just beat Manhunter on Game Pass.
1: So nice, three good games back to back to back. Speaking of like weird voice actors, did you see today that they showed off who's voicing King Dice for that Cuphead fucking Netflix series? Oh no, it's Wayne Brady. Oh, is it? Yeah, Wayne Brady. It was pretty cool. They showed off like a little clip from like the show and Uh stuff like that. But I feel like they maybe should have gone a different route with the animation and made it maybe look a little more old-timey. I feel like the animation of the game looks better than the show, which is weird to say. But other than that, though, he fit in, like, perfect. It was, like, King Dice. I thought it was definitely way cool. So before Andrew interrupted it, I was going to plug it at the end,
0: guys. We did just do a Resident Evil 8 review. So if you do guys want to check it out, uh, the link will be in the description and I'm sure the thumbnail pops up. So if you guys are looking for it, you can uh, find that. And, Sorry for uh,
1: jumping the wait, gun. Yeah, because
0: you did it, I'm like, well, you know, I, I really had that right at the end of this here, man. Um, so yeah, check that out, guys, and let us know what you think if you guys played. It is a spoiler review, so make sure if you want to hear how it ends and, and a couple things like that. Beat the game first or, you know, listen to us talk about it, I guess. So uh, with that down and out of the way, Let's move into our first story. So E3 is coming up. It's literally tomorrow. But before we get into E3, there's been some leaks and some rumors that have been kind of circulating that we kind of want to address. And the big one is that the Nintendo Switch Pro is going to make an appearance. Now, whether or not you believe that or not is kind of uh, the fun part of it because it's been around. We've been talking about it for so long that if it's going to make an appearance, this has... To be the year, would you agree?
1: Yeah, I mean, they have to do something because they barely got The Witcher 3 and that game kind of barely ran on there. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. don't remember any other ports that they've really gotten recently, but I don't think Resident Evil 8 is on the Switch or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think it is either. But uh... and, and So they're kind of getting left behind <laughs> and I don't know if introducing a new, like, next-gen whatever cycle console and leaving all your old customers behind, especially because the Switch. I mean, they got me to get a Switch. It has been a runaway success. Now would be the perfect time to do a Pro version or create whatever you think your next-gen thing is supposed to be and make it the Pro version. Kind of almost like how the Series X really is a next-gen thing, but when Microsoft talks about it, it's just a step up from the One X, you know? It's, it's more of an upgrade than... Next-gen, even though it does all the next-gen shit, you know? <laughs> that was the most air quotes I've seen you throw in a while.
0: Um, yeah, it is an interesting time to jump in because if it does get into this, that means another thing is going to be in production, which means um, the PS5 and future Series Xs and Ss, are more things are going to be competing for chips and things like that. So uh, one of the things I wanted to just read real quick, um, this was saying that according to Bloomberg the Nintendo Switch Pro will use Nvidia's deep learning super sampling AI technology to upscale gameplay to 4K. We all we all knew that was pretty much coming. The system will also use Samsung OLED OLED displays giving the handheld greatly improved contrast and color depth. With Nintendo of America president Doug Bowser stating that the Nintendo Switch is only at the midpoint of its life cycle. It makes sense that now is the best time for Nintendo to roll out a premium version of its flagship console as opposed to replacing it with a dedicated Switch 2. For sure, I completely agree with that. Nintendo has neither announced nor even confirmed that the Switch Pro console might be inbound, but with rumors continuing to pile up, it's at least worth considering. And the big reason why a lot of people are jumping on that this is uh, real is because I guess there was a leak on a French retailer site that a Nintendo Switch Pro popped up with a price tag of uh, 399 euros. And usually when we see things like that slip, it's pretty much an indicator, or at least, you know, they're trying to create some buzz that, yes, this thing is coming. And I think, you know, at this point, because Nintendo does really good with, like, their handhelds, where if you get the new one, it'll play the old one. So even if they do use something that's not like, kind of like the SD chip that they use for these games, I'd imagine that it would still have a slot to play all your old games, because they definitely don't want to lose all of that.
1: But yeah, it is time for them to jump up to... A four K machine. Uh, yeah, I think kind of is another. I, it's not in this article that Craig's looking at too, but I think there was like a Mech, it was like Amazon Mexico or something like that too. Also put up a thing My favorite Amazon. <laughs> putting up something for the Switch Pro. So I mean that's all but sure to happen.
0: Yeah, and if it is coming out, um,
1: uh, I wouldn't get one though because I personally, I
0: think I don't think we would need to. But if you were someone that was waiting, I mean, now would probably be the time to. Jo- I mean, it'd be nice to get the new, the best one out there because mine is kind of filling up on memory, that'd be another thing I'd want them to do is increase the memory space.
1: I think what would be more of an interesting concept or what is kind of more of an interesting concept is the prices that have been shown on it are the three ninety nine ninety nine, which matches the Xbox Series S. Oh. So that would be competing with something like that that's now a major console that has like all third parties with Game Pass, with all this stuff. So now you actually have two consoles at a competing price, a lower price point than what the PS5 and whatever are for that lower price budgeted console so we would definitely have to see what they bring to the table with it
0: yeah and they could definitely probably steal the show if that's something they release this uh week when e3 actually kicks
1: off so uh anything else on the switch you want to add or we that it for that I would say if they do launch that or when they do launch that, they need to have a big AAA title ready to go with it. Maybe Breath of the Wild of 2 the wild or, some, something. or something along those lines that, hey, it'll look good on the Switch, but look how beautiful it is on the, the Switch Pro, the whatever yeah, it is. Running in that native it. 4K. Yeah, na- yeah, exactly. So <laughs> something like that, I think they have to have something to go with it and not just be like, here's this console. And maybe some third party sport. Get out. Here's a piece of cheese for dinner. (laughs) Uh, So one of the other leaks
0: that happened that was, you know, they were trying to, I think, make it to E3 was that uh, 2K had some leakage. And uh, some of their games were announced ahead of schedule. And one of them, or a couple of them were NBA uh, 2K22, which is almost a given. You know, that's every year coming out. Um, A game that they had codenamed Volt. And there was rumors of this Borderlands spinoff that they were, uh, that was called Tiny Tina's Wonderland, as well as a new Marvel game. So the Marvel game, uh, the Marvel XCOM game, is what they, what they were saying the most interesting, is yeah. yeah so uh, Jason Schreier, who is a you know really into the industry, is a you know journalist that does all this stuff. He confirmed it on Twitter saying yes, the 2K uh, leak is real, but I'm not sure all of it's going to be at E3. Can't wait for Marvel XCOM though. And if you're not familiar with XCOM, it's pretty much like a tactical turn-based RPG type game um i actually just bought xcom 2 because i wanted to go back and play it but like gears tactics is kind of a good example of that style of gameplay i would love it if marvel did a turn-based rpg that uh you know turn by turn play um and it'd be cool if it's not just like good guys you know what i mean it'd be interesting if they
1: kind of mix it up with good guys and bad guys and such so are you do you like that kind of style of play are you, do you I, it done with tactical rpgs i was gonna say i'm not really into that sort of thing but I think that is definitely something that would get. I, I would definitely try it because I love Marvel. That that would be the thing for me to get into. Yeah, that'd be a really good base uh, start because what I like what Marvel's doing is that
0: they're not just being limited to one studio making their games. Because obviously, you have Marvel's Avengers going with uh, like Square Enix and uh, Crystal Dynamic. But now these guys are going to be making another Marvel game. So if one style, like action RPG, isn't your isn't your taste, then you can get into turn based RPG,
1: and you can still kind of um, experiment and play around with those characters. And then you have that other one I forget what it's called that you had on the Switch and another Ultimate Alliance. Ultimate Alliance, and then you have Spider Man, which technically fall, kind of falls under the umbrella of Marvel. Mm. So they're kind of really branching out and saying like hearing you know they're not being greedy with their ip here try this try this try this and
0: yeah which is a really a uh, smart thing to do don't get like kind of pigeonholed like how star wars was kind of locked behind ea
1: for so long so well they were kind of even doing that before because you had um guardians of the galaxy even as part of like the uh, When it was uh, telltale yeah as part of like the telltale series I, I personally didn't play it so i don't know if it was oh, I good or it. not it was, it was pretty good it's pretty good but I, they're clearly not afraid to experiment.
0: Yeah, and but the other one that's kind of uh, interesting is that the the Borderlands spinoff. Everyone's like, okay, well, what is this? What could it be? That's all you. So, yeah, yeah that actually dropped. I, if it wasn't yesterday, then it was today. I, I watched it today, so I am not know it was today. today. Okay, and it actually is, you know, the title was right with the tiny Tina. And what it looks like is, um, so, because Gearbox is in an interesting position. Like, are they going to be stuck making Borderlands games Forever because that's really what they're known for but it's cool that they can make a spin-off that that is still like a looter shooter But now they're introducing kind of like the fantasy setting because they're saying like instead of having grenades They're going to be using spells So if you guys are familiar with the old borderlands 2 dlc They made a big one that was like I forget exactly what it was called But it was a tiny tina like dungeons and dragons kind of dlc So it looks like this is like a pure reimagination of that and um It's got some really good voice talent behind it. I know, like, Will Arnett is going to be in it. Adam Sandberg is in it. Uh, Wanda Sykes is in it. So it looks like they're putting a lot of uh, talent into this. And would would this pull you more into it? Because I know you're not the biggest fan of Borderlands, you know, the gun aspect and shooting of it,
1: because I know you like more other games. But would the fantasy aspect of it drive you in more? Uh, It doesn't really kind of make me, like, go more into, especially that world, because I've already got games for that, especially with stuff like, Skyrim and everything. But I, I would definitely give it a try. I mean, I I what was the last Borderlands three, mm-hmm. which was I, what, last
0: year we beat and it?
1: and I liked it. I had fun. We played it together, and that was my first like big big one that I was into. But I wouldn't say like I love it, love it. it didn't really like kind of connect connect, especially because there's like lots of issues with it that this doesn't really kind of drive me anymore, or move the needle for me. But I could definitely see it see it doing tons for someone like you who's. A huge fan of the series, yeah. But it's, and one Especially of the things, like is, tiny, in Tiny Tina, like the most popular character. She, yeah, she's
0: one of the kind of uh, like side characters that blew up. And it's all like under her imagination. So like they were saying, like the, like the game changes randomly at parts because it's all like under her mind. I mean, dude, there's sharks walking around with like legs, and the flying unicorn at the end like shoots the thing at the dragon. So it looks like it's gonna be really zany, really fun, really colorful. And it's a it's a game that I'm really looking forward to. So I'm hoping that when we get E3. Uh, I believe their conference is on it's either Monday or well, I think it's Monday. Uh, well, hopefully we're going to see a lot more of that because if you watch right now, they actually have a commentary with the the creators who kind of dive more into that. But uh, the other big thing that you know that launched before E three that
1: everyone's talking about is Elden Ring, and I know oh, that's yeah. the game you've been looking forward to. How did you feel about that trailer? I'm I, I was kind of like a little mixed. I'm still absolutely hyped for it. But I was kind of maybe expecting something maybe a little bit less, like, kind of Dark Soulsy, And this almost looks like Dark Souls with a more open world and you can ride a horse. But saying that, I, I would love, love, love more Dark Souls. I don't care. This game looks amazing to me. I'm definitely super fucking hyped for it. And I definitely cannot wait to play it. And they did what I want someone to do. They were quiet for a while until they're ready to show something. They put out an amazing trailer that had all kinds of crazy... It had good voice acting, crazy bosses, even weird ones. There's, like, this weird, like, spirit elk thing that's kind of, like, floating around. But most importantly, they put out a date, and that's going to be for... January 21st, 2022. Exactly. So I'm extremely hyped for that. I actually thought that game was going to make this year. I thought it would be late this year. So that's kind of, like, right, right there almost. I think it's perfect timing because I don't know if anything else is coming out, but... I, either way, that's going to be my game to start off next year, <laughs> for sure. And that's what got you pumped to start doing your your uh, Dark Souls run? Yeah, after seeing that, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I, I want to run through Dark Souls again. I kind of want to do whatever, because I, I thought this game d- definitely looked amazing. Again, maybe I was expecting something a little different. Like, when they... I feel like Sekiro, especially visually, is different enough from Dark Souls, but a lot of this just kind of looked like Dark Souls, and that's not a negative for me because that's again my favorite one of my favorite series so i mean how how you feel watching well i think it? they kind of take it out of the gothic look i mean
0: it's definitely a lot more colorful it's and it's not bright. as gothic yeah, I'll because that. when i was watching i originally watched it on my phone like an <clears throat> idiot so i'm like oh yeah this looks really really cool but then i rewatched it again on my tv and i'm like damn dude this looks amazing beautiful like i mean those games don't necessarily speak to me those are more of kind of andrew's wheelhouse but i mean everything about it looked fantastic the spiritual warriors the dragons the the giants um all the different the werewolf that was howling in the suit yeah everything in it looks interesting and i was looking up like what um from software has been making, and you know, outside of all their older games, they've been making hit after hit. I mean, when you look at the Dark Souls, uh, with Demon uh, yeah, Souls. series, you have Demon Souls, uh, Bloodborne, uh, Sekiro, which was Game of the Year to a lot of people, and now Elden Ring. I mean, one Game of the Year when it yeah, we went. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's, uh, it's moving forward in a way where they're definitely a name to be recognized in the industry. And you got to give them kudos because that style of gameplay is starting to bleed over into other. Um, developers make like when you take like Jedi Fallen Order for instance like that's heavily inspired by Dark Souls like that style of gameplay was was screamed Dark Souls to me right and the fact that these guys are bringing back like difficult gameplay and popularizing again um is great and the fact that they can do it in all these different kind of genres especially like Sek- Sekiro with feudal Japan and then like the gothic style of Dark Souls and now the fantasy style of Elden Rings I mean What's next? They just do what they do a space one? Like they, they move the way Bethesda's doing and just tackle another genre. But I mean, I feel like this is gonna be a game of the year contender heavily when it comes out and 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 january like who drops game of the year material in january and it's like that's a bold statement and um you know i i think they got a lot of confidence and after
1: watching what we saw it looks fantastic so i have confidence in it as well i think you nailed it too they're not Mm -hmm. afraid to like shy away from their vision or compromise it their games are hard there's no sort of difficulty option you're you can either do it or you can't yeah and it's a bold statement
0: and um you know at first i got a lot of flack for it and now it's one of the most i think watched
1: videos on streaming when people play it because that's what they banked on you know they started again started with demon souls which was a sleeper hit dark souls is where it took off two three bloodborne sakura again all of them extremely hard games no difficulty options you can either play it or you can't and if you can't They're unapologetic. There's, uh, there's no, uh, you know. Sorry, you can't play the game. It's not for you. Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna cater to your. uh, It's really uh, ghosts and goblins. (laughs)
0: Uh, So that is kind of what the big leaks and rumors were. The Switch Pro uh, possibly coming, and then two big trailers that we got to see uh, before because starting tomorrow is actually going to be official. E3. So let's get into uh, story number two, which is what is actually going to be there. So this is actually going to span between June 12th to June 15th. Again, it's an all digital showcase. E3 you know, is known for doing these big live things. Obviously with the pandemic, it couldn't we actually didn't know if an E3 was even going to come back. A lot of people thought it was going to get cancelled or they weren't going to be able to fund it, but it is back. It's going to run over four
1: days. Well, I kind of want to jump in before you say it. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, oh, please. Today, they actually did IGN's... Um, Summer of Games? Summer of Games, and then Jeff Keighley's... Um, Game Fest. Game Fest. And they didn't really have... The Elden Ring trailer is really the only thing that came and out the of Warner that And the Borderlands thing, I thought, was a lot of popular news. But... Again, I felt like this was perfect proof Uh, just kind of almost like last year. Last year's felt a little flat without 3, and I was saying, like, okay, like, uh, definitely after a while, I was like, dude, I miss E3. Like, I feel like all these events is just little, little, little bits, little bits, little bits, whereas now I'm super hyped because I'm getting that big show, that big event back, whether it's all digital or whatever, all the big news at one time, and then I'm satisfied for a while instead of tidbit, 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 tidbit of... Whatever, and watching a four hour fluffing stream for like 30 minutes of possibly like, damn, that's hype footage. And the cool thing is, you can go watch it whenever you want. I mean, you don't, I mean, if you're busy Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you can watch it on Tuesday and catch up on all of it. I mean, it's a lot of content. I I think last year definitely proved that E3 is not going anywhere as much. People say, like, oh, it's dying, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I think a lot of that stuff comes from people who are in the games media just because now they've opened it to the public so they have to wait longer it's not as exclusive as it used to be but i think people who haven't quite made it there like us who watch it every single year you know you guys out there who watch that stuff this is it's bigger than ever it's still something i look forward to very very much and a lot of people are fiending for this stuff
0: you know i am yeah when there's no when there's no uh physical things you can go do anymore this is the only kind of intake we can get are these showcases and who do who to do it better than e3 so let's see who we've got kind of lined up so on i'm not going to go through all of them i'm sure a picture will be up where you guys can see a lot of it but saturday the big one is going to be the ubisoft forward which was you know we're going to see if they're going to move forward with like dlc with watchdog legions if we're going to see anything with um moving forward with assassin's creed so i'm looking forward to that that's going to start at 12. But then you got your Gearbox E3 showcase. So hopefully we're going to dive more into... I know Randy Pitchford has made this whole big thing about how he's... I mean, fuck that guy. But I know he's making... Like, this is going to be their year. They show off a lot of cool, cool
1: shit. I hope so. I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I, I like what the games they make. I just hate hearing that guy's name. And then Sunday... Um, is obviously the one that's going to have a shitload of eyes on it because this is going to be the Xbox and Bethesda games showcase starting at 10 a.m. They're saying that they have a 90-minute runtime. So, I mean, this is the first one, you know, the first since the acquisition and it's going to be a joint thing they're doing because generally, back in the day, Xbox and Microsoft would do something. Bethesda would do something. So now they're joining it and i cannot wait to see what that has but then following them, a tight 90 minutes uh, yeah that's what i'm hoping for tight crispy clean no long drawn out boring fucking interview with somebody i do not give a shit about talking about oh the gun was really cool to make in the next doom it's like i, I, don't I hate give a that fun. and i don't show know me what we're doing with xbox and game pass and bethesda game
1: those people deserve their time but put that in the after show because what you're being critiqued on is what i'm watching then and that's not for everybody and i enjoy watching that stuff to an extent, if it's something that I can But it's on out. my time. But, but not, I, yeah, not, yeah, not, that, not I'll go for shit. that afterwards on my time. Yeah,
0: so Square Enix follows them at 12.15. That um, one ought to be a high That one, one is going to be hopefully really good. And then Warner Brothers, my most anticipated game, I think, is Back for Blood. They're, I mean, their whole thing is, that's in the name. So it's going to be a big gameplay showcase on Well, I think they showcase that's what it. they're
1: focusing on. So yeah. no um, Arkham Knights and no Suicide Squad, which is a little depressing. Gotham or Gotham Knights, excuse me. <laughs> which is a little depressing, but Back for Blood looks badass. bad ass, And um, then they have something
0: called Future Game Show. So we'll kind of see what that's about. That caps out the end of the day. And then Monday is a full day as well. It looks like they do a lot more technical stuff. They have your Verizon and television. Uh, Take-Two Interactive Panel is going to be one I definitely want to see. Can't wait for that Indie Verizon Showcase one. is going to be one that I really want to see because I love seeing all the new indie games that are going to be coming out because the, the more we move along, the better and better any games they're getting, you know what I mean? They're not just side throwaway games where you're like, oh, cool, this developer has something on their hands. Like, you're getting games that, like, can rival AAA stuff, so I'm curious what that's going to be there. And then I know, Andrew, you're super excited for Capcom is going to be at the end of that day at 2.30. Cap- um,
1: Capcom's my most hyped one um, just because I hopefully we get some more Monster Hunter news or maybe even show what's next on consoles because they just put out one that's only on the Switch, and I, I didn't play that one because I, I, that's just... Not for me where I want to be at when I'm playing that sort of game. So I really love Monster Hunter World. That game did great. Hopefully they show off um, some more Pragmata. That was that one game that looks almost like something Kojima was making with the weird guy in the spacesuit. Yeah, and, with like, the little girl, girl and was stuff. Like, digital, but so that, ghosty. Yeah, that game looked actually really cool, really <laughs> interesting. But more importantly, I'm excited to see. Hopefully now that. I I feel like there's been enough time since RE8 came out. That game's obviously sold a bunch. I don't think it would sell any less if they showed off something about the future of Resident Evil. What's going to be the next game? Is it a side story? Is it whatever? But even on a tinier note re verse the game that was supposed to the the side game that was supposed to launch with re 8 had you purchased it mm-hmm. still that game got delayed has no release date or anything like that i would like to kind of see what's up with that whether or not it's going to be for me i don't know i've already bought the game so i'm at least willing to try it and get in there and see what's going on but i want to see the future of resident you evil freak. at least and not just be the netflix show or whatever hopefully they show some of that stuff Which too on there That's good so, uh, the, well, the live action one or the movie, all, all that stuff. I want to see that, but I want to see what the future of the game is. So what's not RE8? What's next for, you know, Jill, Chris, a, a legacy character that's right. kind of been around. That's what I'm hoping to see something like that.
0: Well, they only got, like... <laughs> there are thing's at 2.30 and the next thing's at 3. So it looks like they'll only be 30 minutes. So, And then last is on Tuesday where they do uh, the Nintendo Direct and the Treehouse Live, followed by uh, Bandai Namco. Obviously, they're going to express more on Elden Ring. And um, at I'm 4.45, go. they do the official E3 2021 award show. So I am interested to see what that is actually going to be. But I, gotta th- I, I would have to assume everybody's probably more interested or at least most people i would say is going to be what xbox and bethesda are going to do and then obviously what nintendo is going to show off especially with speculation with uh with the nintendo switch pro but yeah i would say square enix would be um the next biggest one or gearbox but i'm hoping square enix does something because i know like a lot of people have been speculating that maybe they're going to do like an old school Final Fantasy collection one through six
1: or a combination of any of those. Have you seen the other it, rumor for him? What's laid on me? So sc- scat what, cat. What it is is uh-uh. that there's a rumor that I think it's supposed to be a prequel to like Final Fantasy one or something like that. Where you oh play, you play the bad guy. Where Are you play you, as the bad guy, which uh, what transition? What's his name? Gorlog or something? It's like Magnus. Or I I don't know. I I I'm not familiar with the first early Final Fantasies. But either way. You play as him, and it's supposed to be some sort of Dark Souls set action Final Fantasy Garland. game. That is, oh Garland, yeah, yes. that is supposed to be exclusive to PlayStation. So we'll see if something like that comes to fruition. Because again, they've already got Final Fantasy sixteen at least locked for a year. Final Fantasy seven, the I forget what the the new version of it's so the Retrogate or whatever edition. Just dropped yesterday, and that's exclusive until the end of the year. So who knows if they bagged themselves another exclusive, and that would be crazy <laughs> for Sony just to kind of be going all in on Square Enix.
0: Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, they got a lot of content. I mean, a lot of these days are starting around eight o'clock, nine o'clock, and they, you know, they all cap out around like four, four forty-five. So I mean, if you're interested in watching E3 over the next four days, you've got, I mean, a full day's worth of content to watch. I'm excited. Speculate. So, I mean, leave down in the comments below, guys, what you're uh, looking forward to the most. Obviously, I would say Xbox, Bethesda, Nintendo, but I think um, Gearbox and uh, Take-Two Interactive and Square Enix would be uh, big ones that I'm looking forward to. I know Capcom, is. uh, you're up there, and then um, uh, Bandai Namcom, I'm sure, is on your list
1: yeah for sure I'm loving anything MAMCO's doing. not anything but a lot of things <laughs> but a
0: lot and I'm really curious what they're gonna do with this official e3 2021 award show I want to see what the awards are gonna be what the yeah. categories are because I didn't even see any list of what is possible and I guess you really couldn't until the end of you know end of Tuesday they come up with and see who, maybe who had the best showcase because they never I've never heard of it I've never remembered them doing an e three award
1: show. Uh, yeah, uh, well, they do in awards, but I don't think they've ever made a show out of it. But what I'm actually interested in, because I don't see it on there, so I wonder if it's a joint with someone else. Is where's Konami? Because that was Konami's on there. That was baby. That was on their big banner of people who are going to be there. Maybe Konami's just doing a uh, Jeff Keighley uh, Summer Game Fest. Well, well, hopefully, oh. he'll have something good to show.
0: <laughs> yeah, because uh, God knows any that good looks anymore. So, uh, that is the schedule, guys. Um, again, that will be in the link in the description, too. So, if you guys want to follow it, uh, you definitely can. So, anything else on that? No, I'm
1: running for my riff that is also kind of a part of this.
0: Well, I'm going to go first since I have two. So, I'll go, then you go, and I'll go. We'll oh, do that. okay. Do something like that. You're
1: really just trying to steal the thunder from
0: it, aren't you? Aren't you, big boy? Someone's got to do it. <laughs> um, so, the first thing I wanted to bring up, guys, was... And this was um, news from last week. But since we didn't do a show last week, we were kind of waiting... For today to do one and recap, uh, that God of War Ragnarok has been pushed back. If you guys remember at the end of last year, I believe they did that teaser that kind of showed the Ragnarok and it said, you know, coming 2021 or whatever the fuck it was saying. I never thought that game
1: was coming out. No one did,
0: no one did, because they haven't showed anything. (laughs) Yeah, no one did. If you and if it's already June and we haven't seen anything on it, it was going to be pushed. But here's what Santa Monica Studio uh, had to say about it they said. Since the release of the next God of War teaser last year, we've been humbled by the amount of love our community has shown us. We're incredibly grateful to see so many people excited to experience the next chapter of Kratos and Atreus' journey. We remain focused on delivering a top-quality game while maintaining the safety and well-being of our team, creative partners, and families. With this in mind, we've made the decision to shift our release uh, window to 2022, fooling nobody... And thank you for all your continued support. We've, uh, we've got some exciting things in the works that we can't wait to show you. So on top of it being pushed back, which really I don't think fooled anybody. Well, assumed that was going to happen. But now they're saying that the game is actually going to be on PS4 as well as the PS5. And I think that really is just a bummer because when you look at something like Horizon, that was a game that was starting out as a PS4 game that they're upscaling to PS5, I was completely under the assumption that God of War Ragnarok was going to be an exclusive. PS5 game and nope. If you're dumbing it down and I use dumbing it down just in that term, but like that means this game can't realize its full potential as a PS5 game on that platform because the most it can do is limited to what the PS4 allows it to do. I mean it might run faster, look better, play nicer, but we're not gonna see things that are like in Ratchet and Clank Rift apart that you cannot have on a PS4, right? We're not gonna see anything like that, and a game that's now coming out next year. Then, I, you know, Colin Moriarty says it a lot, and I, you know, I really got to at least agree with him on this aspect. If we're only getting three games that are going to be exclusive to, like, the PS5, then really what was the point of rushing out a PS5 in the first place? If, if me as a PS4 owner can just play everything on my PS4,
1: I hate the argument that people are like, no, it, they started at the top and then they worked their way down. So it's, it's full potential, it's not being held back. And it is, because you have to realize at some point, no matter what, resources are being used for what's on the PS4. There's no way they went out and just made some fucking game that can only run on the PS5. The full vision realized on the PS5, but somehow it runs on the PS4. It makes zero sense. There's no way. So I hate that argument. And I'll say another thing too. I do not think that Horizon's even going to make this year. You don't think so? Because they just... have to. They just showed off the game, and we're already so late in the year... That why wouldn't they have already put out a release date for fall, no November, and any winter, anything like that? I think it'll probably be an early game next year, and then God of War will maybe follow after summer or be their end of the year next year game. Because right now, just make 2022 a heavy hitting, yeah. It? Because right now, it's not like anyone can get ps5s anyway so maybe that's something they're banking on like all right you know not a lot of people are gonna be able to do kind of whatever because uh, again why why wouldn't they have shown that release date just recently there's no point or even a a window fall 2021 winter 2021 we're already so close you know it's june we're so close hey you're not fooling anybody sweetheart so
0: i don't know i just think that it's um you know just i don't want to say it makes them look bad by any means but it just makes me feel more comfortable that i didn't waste money on a ps5 yet when my PS4 is going to be playing all the big games that are coming out this year. It's going to suck sure. It's gonna suck that I miss Returnal, and it's going to suck that I miss Ratchet and Clank because it looks fantastic, but I'm way more interested in Horizon and God of War, and if you're telling me that my PS4 is going to do it, then you just save me 500 bucks until next year when I finally do buy one. So, um, you know, leave us in the comments below what you guys think, but, uh, I mean, it sucks that it won't be on the PS5,
1: but as someone that still owns a PS4, I'm like, okay, cool, I'm, I'm still going to be able to play it, so... Uh, what do you got? What's your riff? My next riff, and something I'm actually excited for, hopefully, and hopefully it turns out great, is... They just dropped a trailer yesterday, actually, on the 10th, for Battlefield 2042. So, whatever the next Battlefield game is, set in 2042. The trailer, I think, is actually great, even though it's kind of just, like, a lot of visuals. But it really sets me in that time. It is 20 years from now, so it's not too futuristic, which is, I, I'm not, like, a big, like, future, future person at all. Even though, for some reason, I love Halo. Like, that's kind of where I really go to, or, like, Star Wars. But anything other than that, I'm like, uh, I kind of can take your leave. But this game, I thought the gameplay looked... Yeah, this is grounded or not, future. Not the gameplay, but just the idea of what it is mm-hmm. and what it's supposed to be looked great. It definitely has me feeling those vibes of Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4, that golden kind of era. Or even Bad Company 2, that golden era of Battlefield and what it was for me. I, day one, wanted an Xbox One for whatever games but i wanted to play battlefield and be able to have 64 on 64 and then they did an interview that said some different things so they're even going to have now a if you have a next gen console you're going to be doing one 100 you can do 128 players versus 128 Ooh. players so i love doing that big combat those big lobbies that big everything but they're going to be showing more gameplay on the 13th. So that's going to be when they're actually getting down to nitty gritty. You're going to see how it plays. I think the rumor is right now that... Or I, actually, I don't even know if it's a rumor. I think they might have said it in a statement that dropped today, but I didn't get a chance to read it, that there is no campaign for this. Uh. So that way they can button down on... The multiplayer which is what they're most famous for and I personally wouldn't be mad at that. I do like their campaigns I have played all their campaigns, but multiplayers that that's the bread and butter That's where I go to and with them. I give them a little bit more of an excuse than what I do with Call of Duty, because Call of Duty is almost like the same thing every year, tried and true, whereas these guys, have, they, you know, they led that charge with going to Battlefield 1, which was World War One, which no one has done, and then going back to World War Two, which no one had seen in a while, but still, it's this big epic battle with all these different things. It's not just Team Deathmatch and Search and Destroy <laughs> and Capture the Flag, you know, the same tried and truths. There's all kinds of different things, and granted, I didn't like Battlefield 5. I'm hoping that they get this right, because I will be right back in <laughs> and I, I think we even talked about on the last
0: or one of the last episodes we did talking about Battlefield like, it, it would have to make sense that they move a little bit into the future and that is it seems like that's exactly where they went to do I think that, that's perfect that BPS trailer of five minutes is uh, impressive to watch but when that dudes when they're falling down the uh, side of the cliff and the one
1: dude like looks over them, him and then that fucking like tank or whatever <laughs> hits him and he fucking dies dude I lost it um I it, think that's why that was the perfect, actually it's funny that you bring that oh, up I didn't mean to cut you off sorry oh, but, oh, um, it? <laughs> but um but um that reminded me like a lot of this trailer was all fanfare that map i think look if i'm i I forget the name of it but Mm -hmm. it looked like a map from number three because you actually jump from one spot down to the other and that's where you do like all of your fighting plus they also showed some things were invented by the community the dudes flying in a ship jumps out, shoots another airplane with a rocket, and then gets back into his airplane. And I, it's called like a Renzo Kukin or something like that. That's mm-hmm. something that was invented by the Battlefield community. Like that. that wasn't like a, oh, a, a Battlefield thing or whatever. We created this. That's something that people started doing, and it just got so popular and famous that they created a name or whatever. And the fact that they put stuff like that in this trailer has been so believing they're that they're really listening to what the audience wanted.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I know that's a game that's completely that you're looking forward to, that's up your alley. Um, they didn't put a release
1: date on it, did they? No, just that there's more gameplay on the 13th, and that's kind of where I was going to lead into the E3 thing is, is EA is not listed for any sort of event, so I wonder if that's going to be at the Microsoft event or something else. No, EA does its own thing. Doesn't EA do its own uh, thing separate of E3? That They might be doing. I As far as I seen I, I haven't seen them put out like a time and date like hey guys we're doing this at this date well hey if they've got it then they're going to hopefully show that off more when they you know ea does
0: its own thing because yeah there's a lot of guys that are missing from the e3 stuff like especially like sony i mean sony's not even mentioned this at all so everyone knows they're doing their yeah own thing, some yeah. of the bigger guys are just going to do their bigger events later on uh the last rip i wanted to dive into was the fact because we've all speculated that and because Phil Spencer said it, you know, they're going to be moving Game Pass and into new and you know innovative ways of how they can break the barrier of people not having to get behind like hardware, console hardware to play their game. So, um, you know, there was talks of like the dongle that they were going to add that you could plug into a TV or something like that and play Game Pass. Well, now it looks like they're in talks of actually having it already built in to TVs or an app that you can download. So this little part comes here from The Verge and... Um, something I want to read you guys real quick. And this says Microsoft is working with TV manufacturers to make an Xbox app available on devices soon. The software giant is planning to bring its Xbox Game Pass service to TVs through its X cloud streaming technology, opening up more ways to get access to Xbox games. This will be available as both an app on TVs and with Microsoft's own dedicated streaming stick. Uh, And then it says here, we're working with global TV manufacturers to embed the Game Pass experience directly into internet-connected TVs so all you'll need to play is a controller, says Liz uh, Hamron, head of gaming experiences and platforms at Microsoft. So, again, we all saw it was coming. We've all talked about it, but I like the fact that it's, like, on paper. Like, this is moving forward. This is going to happen. There's going to be a time very, very soon where you're going to be able to have Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, xbox app and all you have to do is lay in bed uh, you know pair your controller and start playing game pass which is why i think it's extremely important that game pass is developing in a way that i think is correct because a lot of people are like oh you know there's a 100 games on there that no one's gonna play i'd rather have psn games or ps plus games with like you know 10 games strong games that are better than the 110 that game pass has But if you look at what Game Pass has been getting recently, a lot of these games are solid, solid titles. I mean, Control is on there right now. You know, Control is a fantastic game you, all the yakuza's man eater is on there all the yakuza's are on there we outriders is on there day one i mean game pass is moving so beyond just here's a dumping ground for 100 games that hopefully people can play and try out they're getting some big solid titles and what i'm hoping for out of the e3 with microsoft and bethesda because obviously we have all the bethesda games on there now i want to see what they're going to be doing moving forward and putting bigger titles on there now, because the cool thing is, is Xbox and Microsoft can afford that thing that, you know, that kind of loss of putting big games on there that Sony never can. And I think they really need to take advantage of that and like shove that down their face and go, Hey, look what we can do that you can't. And here's why it's going to be so much better to play here than there. Not that I care one way or the other. I love both of them, but I think they need to just be a little more aggressive in their marketing. And I think saying that, Hey, buy a Sony TV. And put an Xbox app on
1: it and play Game Pass is like a really good, you know, final fuck you. But I I think it'd be cool and I definitely think it'd be perfect because I'm the sort of person, too. There's some days where I'm like, fuck, dude, I really don't want to get up, go into my game room where my console is. I would love to just turn on my TV, turn on a controller, and just be able to play it from right there. And if anyone could do it because Stadia is apparently fucking dead in the water, almost like mm-hmm. Microsoft could definitely come in and be like, all right, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like you tried, like, we're, you know, we're in control now. Yeah, <laughs> we're the captain. I am now. the captain now. Uh, so that is the end of what we have for
0: all of our riffs and our uh, stores, guys. So if you have any thoughts, comments, or anything like that, leave it down in the comments below. Uh, we do have a question, but we're running long on time, so I'm going to save this question for next week's episode. We will get to it. It's a question from John Tavitz. We'll add it on the next one. So uh, jam-packed, man. There's a lot of stuff coming out. Just and- do it. I already have it written down. No, no, it's, it's already getting late, and uh, there's things to be done. I gotta leave early tomorrow, so oh, I forgot. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, guys, until next time. Uh, my name is Craig Prowless. That is Manju Montemayor. Cheers.